Hi, everyone. This is Catherine Adams. And Elizabeth Wallace. And you're listening to Binary System Podcast number 291. And tonight, we're recapping Welcome to Night Vale number 198, Them Woods Are a Maze. Also, we have two episodes of Laura Olympus we need to recap because stuff has finally really started to happen. Yay! But before we get into that, we're going to have to do the weekly sit wrap. Cheers. Cheers. Ding, ding. Mm. I, have, I have a beer. I have some uh, honey whiskey because it's getting okay. cold. Well, actually, every weather is good time for that stuff. It's true. It's true. Um, so uh, for everybody who's been asking, you know, we got to see Hannah in the ICU, and they had originally said that she might be just in the ICU for a month and then a few weeks in a trauma room and then maybe a few weeks in rehab. Actually, she will most likely go home this week. So she has ended up recovering so much faster than anybody thought she would. Yeah. Every time a doctor or the occupational therapist or a new nurse would come in, they all seemed really impressed with how quickly she was getting better. So it was yeah. it was scary for a while. This was a pretty scary situation. Obviously, every single part of it has sucked for Hannah, but she is doing much better now. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for everybody who checked in on her. You know, like we said, this wasn't COVID. This was a uh, surgery and complications following the surgery. But, um, you know, she's tough. And everybody said that uh, her toughness was part of the reason why she survived. So um, there we go. But anyway, yeah, as we hear more, we will let you know. But for now, she's doing okay. News of COVID right now. Um, not much more going on. I feel like we're seeing an uptick in cases, but we're also seeing a real uptick in number of vaccinations. Now they've opened right. it up for uh, elementary school children, which yeah. I've heard a few people talk about the fact that elementary schools are a Petri dish and that they yeah. have never been so sick all the time as when their kids were in school. So right. I am right. really glad that a lot of kids are able to get vaccinated. Uh, they also just recently opened up the booster shots to all adults. I think both Seriously. the FDA and the CDC. So yeah, I'm going to go ahead and sign up because it's been six months. And I think that's yep. pretty much how long the Pfizer shots are good for. Yep. I'm going to get my Moderna. I have a friend who recently moved to Portland and he was able to go into like a walk-in clinic and just get his booster shot there. In San Diego, it's a little trickier because there's so many more people. So there weren't any available appointments for this week, but I'll be getting it as soon as I can. Yeah, and San Diego's at what, 80% vaccinated in your area? I think so. I have to double. I mean, I know we were at at least 80% um, for at least one shot, probably closer to... I don't know, probably closer to the 50, 60 amount for two shots, but we, you know, we're doing okay. You know, it's hanging in there just like everybody else. Yeah. North Carolina's way over 50% now, but we're over 60% on people who have had at least one shot. So, right. and I'm seeing that go up at two tenths of a percent, four tenths of a percent every day. So a lot of concerned parents out there getting their kids vaccinated. And I just, yeah. I hope that this is what finally turns a corner on this because it just yep. really feels like this is something's not stopping. No. And <laughs> anybody was wondering, I had put out on Twitter, I was like, I'm calling it, guys. I think we're going to hit 60% vaccinations for the whole country by Thanksgiving. Yeah, we have to go up two-tenths of a percent every day from now until Thursday in order to make it. And we've been like... Some days we don't even go up a tenth of percent in one day. Some days we don't even go up a tenth percent in two days. So it's been kind of demoralizing, but <sighs> yeah, maybe that'll start going faster. Like I don't know, five six weeks from now, when all the vaccinations of the kids start going through. But for now, I think it's like, so. Yeah, we're gonna be at like fifty nine point three percent on Thanksgiving, maybe. Yeah. No. So yeah. Uh, anyway. 
But other than that, I guess we should jump into the Welcome to Night Vale episode, which, for anybody wondering, spoilers here, if you're wondering if Kashak's story would continue in episodes following his two episodes that he had previously, yes, the story of Kashak and Mino is definitely moving forward. Yeah, but it starts with Cecil talking about Larry Leroy, the uh, artist who lives on the outskirts of town, and he just, I mean, he says, I've always considered him a friend. I don't know why. It's just one of those things that Cecil doesn't really hang out with him a lot, but he was inspired to go out and visit him at his new house, which uh, anyone who's read the um, It Devours book, yes. that was when yep. Larry Leroy's house was eaten by a big uh, vortex. Huh? Um, and it was, was it the big, the the huge centipede, millimede, something coming over? Yeah, something I like think that, so. Yeah. Which, yeah. which ended up not being what they were talking about in the Church of the Smiling God. It just happened to be some random centipede yeah. thing. Yeah, it's been a while since I've read that book. I should reread both of those. They, they were fun. But, oh, um, God, the whole bit yeah. with the potatoes. Look at my potatoes. Oh. I'm so proud of them. This ruins my whole experiment. <laughs> oh, God, hilarious. And the bit with the, um, the helicopter pilot. No, I'm shy. <laughs> Shouted from their loudspeaker outside. Um, yeah, and I also remember that they mentioned Larry's, he's an artist himself, and he does dioramas, mm-hmm. and I would just love to see some of his dioramas. He's got some great ones. But yeah, he knows about a art showing that's going to be happening inside the Whispering Forest, which is kind of dangerous, because the trees compliment you until you become a tree. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But apparently that's what you do for gallery openings. You have to go through something dangerous. They talked about like a pit of steel spikes in front of MoMA, and I'm like, oh yeah, we we went to MoMA, yeah. I remember mm-hmm. jumping over the, the pit of steel spikes. Yeah, and I think something about having to pass a riddle or you, like, get mm-hmm. murdered or something like yeah. that. <laughs> That's just art galleries. What are you going to do? And I think Cecil had really been hoping for an outing for all of them to go to this new coffee shop where they grind the beans with katanas, which sounded really cool. But <laughs> yeah, I'm in. But Larry Leroy was just so insistent that this was sounded like a great experience, and Carlos and Cecil are kind of desperate to have an evening out with adults and have um, Cecil's niece look after their uh, son, Esteban. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, they all decide to head out to the Whispering Forest. Yep. And we get a quick aside at one point. Cecil wants to talk to everybody who has been asking after Koshak because Koshak was really sick. Cecil doesn't really remember telling anybody that he was sick, but apparently for a couple weeks, um, listeners were hearing like a half an hour broadcast from the station that was all this cat yowling noises. He's like, I'm sorry, but yeah. So he fills this in. Koshak had, what was it, an abscess tooth? Yep, it got really bad. His eyes were swollen shut. Uh, He was lashing out at everybody, but Cecil brought in a vet who was able to fix the problem and now Kashik is doing so much better. So much better. Now, the doctor, unfortunately, got scratched by Kashik, and he thought mm-hmm. it was something he just needed to put some um, antibiotic ointment on, but uh, the infection got really bad, and he ended up having to have his feet amputated, and now mm-hmm. all his skin is necrotizing. So, And I love the way Cecil put it. He has decided to retire in order to spend more time dissolving into a smoking pile. <laughs> <laughs> to the family and friends of Dr. Jensen. <laughs> he was a good doctor, but not very good with cats. So oh, there you go. God. But Kashik is doing so much better. <laughs> Just ev- 
every now and then I forget how randomly they pile in the carnage on this show. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah, seriously. Night Vale is not safe. It has never been safe. Nope. 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 We also had another aside for the traffic report and mm-hmm. the Night Vale has a new traffic helicopter, which they sent the first person in. Did they say who the name of the, the announcer was? Like Lim, I think. Lim. Yes. Lim. Lim. And she's like looking down at Night Vale from above and she's really startled because all of the roads look like arteries and and all of the cars, they look like blood. And it's just like, it's a body, but it's a body that's open for everybody to look at it. We cut this thing open and it's still alive. And then the (laughs) helicopter goes up, up, up into the sky until it's just a little dot and a distant hum. And that was it. And that was it. That was traffic for this week. Anyway, moving right along. <laughs> so much for that new traffic helicopter. Jeez. Mm-hmm. So they're venturing into the Whispering Forest, and you know they're worried about the compliments and everything. Uh, it's not like people can't go into the Whispering Forest. You just have to be prepared. Michelle Nguyen apparently goes in there all the time because she's impervious to compliments. And I'm like, yes, that tracks. Yes, it really that, does. Yeah. That sounds exactly like her. Yep, yep. But... Of course, Carlos, being a scientist, he knows about scientific things like fighting fire with fire, which doesn't make any sense to Larry and Cecil, but they nod their heads like they understand. But the key to fighting enchantments is more powerful enchantments. So they defeat the compliments of the Whispering Forest with more compliments. And Carlos had a really interesting insight that the compliments work better if you compliment people on the choices that they make rather than just their bodies. So he was complimenting Larry Leroy on what fantastic artwork he makes and Cecil on what a great job he does as a radio host. So I feel like I want to use that in real life. Like if I want to give somebody a compliment, don't just always compliment people on their hair or how thin they are or something. Compliment the things that they do. Yeah, exactly. Because that's a choice. They made an actual choice to do these things or wear these things or whatever. And it's like, that makes a lot of sense to me. I could see that. So they get into the forest. And now I'll I'll admit, I didn't see where the story was going. And I probably should have. This forest clearing is filled with masterpieces, just hanging on trees or leaning up against rocks. It's just the most amazing stuff that you've ever seen. And they were so distracted by it, they didn't notice at first the hooded figure wearing a crown with horns, Mm -hmm. which I'm like, ooh, I'd like to try and draw that. Um, And wearing a name tag that says, hello, my name is Mino, she, her. And I'm like, oh, Mino, because of course she was an art thief for crying mm-hmm. out loud. So, yeah, and yes. all of the stuff that the two of them were stealing, that, that um, what was his name, the person from the previous episode? I don't even remember. It was Kashik, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was Kashik. But, you know, he and his partner were stealing art this entire time for this mysterious person called Mino. Well, it turned out she was Mino the entire time arranging for the stuff for them to steal. Yeah, because she wanted it to keep it for herself, and now she has it. She reveals that she's the person who put the enchantment on the Whispering Forest. But, you know, they're like, she's telling me you'll never get out of here. Larry Leroy says, them woods are a maze. I'm like, oh, we have a title. <laughs> um, and uh, Cecil and Carlos are begging to be let free, and she kind of laughs. But then she reveals she's not keeping them here. She's stuck as well because she made the enchantment, but the enchantment's gotten away from her, and now she's been stuck in this clearing as well. And we take a quick break to go to the weather, which mm-hmm. I thought... 
that I'm wondering if you had the same thought as I did. The song was in another language. Yes. And it sounded from the tune and the kind of kind of folk music sort of style of it, it sounded like something that I would ordinarily hear in Spanish, but this was not Spanish. I think this no. might have been Russian. I think so too because I went and looked at her Instagram page and a lot of her like she doesn't even geotag stuff a lot of the times, but there were a couple of hers that had uh, the description was in Cyrillic, uh-huh. so I'm assuming that's what I'm assuming it's Russian. Um, I, I feel awful if it was a different language that uses Cyrillic, but you know, you see that kind of language, you're like, oh, it's Russian. Yeah. Maybe I don't know, but and she's also a big traveler because she had pictures from Italy, she had pictures from Germany, but um, yeah, I think it's Russian. But yeah, I liked it. I like it had really interesting chord progression changes. Like the the chords would change in a way like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. It's not bad. You know? No, no. And it was, it would, sometimes it would just kind of like stop and then it would move on to the next chord. So, which I don't tend to hear very often. So what was the artist's name and the song title? It was Dream by Nata, N-A-T-A. And she's got several songs up on SoundCloud. Okay. I will have to add that to my um, Night Vale playlist. And and look up some more stuff that she did. Because you're right. The chord progressions really were interesting. And she had this beautiful, clear singing voice. I didn't understand a thing that she was saying. But I would also like to kind of look up a translation of the lyrics at some point. Yeah, but you know how you and I like instrumentals a lot? Sometimes Mm -hmm. I do like songs that are in foreign languages, too. Because it's like... Just like a step away from being an instrumental if you can't understand what the language is. Doesn't mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Although it is getting to the point where if I hear Spanish language stuff, I'm constantly straining to identify words. So damn yeah. you, Duolingo. I know, I know. So we get back from the weather. Now, Cecil had left because he's like, I am so sorry. I really have to pee. Here's the weather. He comes back and drops this bombshell of knowledge and doesn't really acknowledge how important it is. Kashik was not in the bathroom. Yeah. And that was pretty much it. He just said that he wasn't there. The kittens were still there. They were glaring at him, but not saying anything, possibly because they're kittens, but also because they're jerks. Yeah. He said the Venn diagram for those two things is kind of a circle. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> sort of is. But yeah, so he comes back and finishes up the story. Cecil is like looking around. You know, they're being told by Mino that it's not, she's not keeping them there. They're just never going to escape. And he's looking around and he sees a tree at the edge of the clearing, and he remembers that tree and the compliment that the tree gave him. And he's like, that's the tree we came in. Everybody close your ears and follow me. And so they're actually walking through the woods, and Cecil leads them by seeing the trees and remembering the compliments that they gave him, and he knows that that's the right way. And son of a gun, he leads them all out, including Mino. Yeah, and it's not like he was shutting out the sound of the trees. They were still saying nice things to him. He even autographed one of them by carving his name into the bark because he loves meeting fans. Yep, yep, yep. So they get out. And Larry's like, he's going to go work in his new dark room, and Carlos is going to go pick up their son, and Cecil's got things to do. Mino, though, she doesn't, you know, she doesn't have anywhere to live or go. Larry offered to let her stay there. And she's like, no, I will find my own way. There's a friend in town, and I would like to see them. Mm. Yeah, so I don't know. It's like, because it sort of wrapped up with Cecil saying he was going to go put up some missing cat posters. So I'm like, if she changes him back into a human being, I mean, we can't lose Kashik. Oh my God. 
five, you know? I mean, I know we still have the kittens, but it's not the same. But we did have one tiny little bit where Carlos wanted to know how Cecil was able to get through the forest without the compliments turning him into a tree. And the the trees had been telling him what a fantastic radio host he was. And Cecil says... I'm really good at my job. It ain't a compliment if it's true. <laughs> that's that's an interesting way of looking at it, but sure, that works. Sure, yeah. I mean, I assume that you can have compliments that are true. Maybe they have a different name. I mean, he's just thinking, it's like, it's not a compliment. They're just speaking facts. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> And that was it. That was the end of the episode. So uh, They had a reminder, though, because of, like, supply chain stuff going on. If you're trying to order presents for, um, what is it? What do they call it? Winter Halloween? Mm-hmm. I forget what they yeah. yeah. If, if you're ordering that for Christmas presents or whatever, maybe order it now just to make sure everything gets there by Christmas. I, I also did like how he was, he stumbled over his words at one point because he was talking about they were selling mugs and leggings, but he mm-hmm. almost mashed it together to muggings, and then he finished it up with, <laughs> and make sure you keep your mugs and your leggings as separate words. Yes, that's a good plan. I like that. So. Okay. Laura Olympus. So last week, do you remember what happened last week? Because we could have recorded, we were traveling last week, so we didn't get a chance to to do it. But um, it was more of the courtroom scenes. And I remember it ended with Demeter, like, getting a break, you know, asking for a break, and pretty much just dragging Persephone off. And she's just absolutely overwrought. And she's like, please explain to me why the king of the underworld is in love with you. And that's where they left it. And last week's episode, yeah, because it was all Hades doing defense for Persephone in the trial. And a big argument is that the trial itself is bullshit. I mean, for one thing, the domain over human souls, that's Hades. It's his jurisdiction. I mean, you could argue the fact that the mortal realm and killing humans might possibly fall under Zeus's authority. But Hades does not appreciate Zeus stepping on his toes like this. But also he brings up examples of what other gods have done in Acts of Wrath where there wasn't a trial. And he specifically yeah. mentions, I think it was uh, Niobe, was it Niobe? I can't I think remember. So. Yeah, I it can't, was yeah. a human woman who claimed that all she had so many children and, you know, seven sons and seven daughters, something like that, and that she thought that made her better than Leto, the mother of Apollo and Artemis. And in revenge, Apollo and Artemis killed all her children, except yeah. I think Artemis may have left one of them alive, which everyone thought, oh, that was nice of you. But they weren't punished. I think they were even rewarded for doing that. Yeah. And yeah. Hades, Hades says, traditionally, we use humans for worship and for entertainment. And otherwise, we don't take very good care of them. He's not sure why suddenly Zeus wants to punish Persephone for this. So yeah. it's, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe... I have to wonder about that. Did Apollo and Artemis get Zeus's permission before they did their act of wrath? Is this a little bit more of Zeus wanting to get revenge on Demeter? Because Demeter was the one who refused to hide yet another one of Zeus's uh, conquests. And she screamed in his face that he needed to stop cheating on Hera. And he retaliated by throwing a bunch of lightning bolts down at her, you know, whole area where she and the nymphs live. But he may still decide that if it's Demeter who is responsible for hiding things, that he wants her to suffer too. I thought, 
I thought it was more like just general spite. You know, he's feeling like nobody's taking him seriously and he just got himself all head up about, you know, nothing. But there's also the fact that they haven't really addressed the fact. I mean, in traditional Greek mythology, Apollo is Zeus's son, correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. And we know that Leto is persona non grata in Olympus because she had an affair with Zeus. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think they've they've maybe danced around that a little bit, but that's what happened. So could Zeus have possibly given Apollo the go-ahead for that act of wrath because it was his son? I mean, he's not giving Apollo what he wants. Apollo wants Persephone. He's not giving Apollo that only because I think he's worried about his own skin. But it could be that it's like, he doesn't have any relationship to Persephone, so he doesn't care. You know? Yeah, yeah. But But uh, when we started this week's episode, it was, again, Demeter wanting to know why Hades is in love with Persephone. And Persephone is just like, we're just friends. And Demeter's not having it. And she's also upset that apparently... Persephone's like been friends with Hades this entire time and everybody knows about it except Demeter. And she wants to know, I mean, she's doing Persephone's job as goddess of spring because she... Persephone wanted to get an education and now Persephone is working for Hades. So yeah, she yeah. just she feels like Persephone doesn't respect her. She wants to know why all this is happening. Persephone doesn't want to hear any of this because she's already been interrogated enough for one day. Yeah. But yeah. then Persephone has a question for Demeter. She wants to know why did Demeter get Hades blackout drunk so that he would forget meeting Persephone? Yeah. Yeah. And Demeter, I don't know, she doesn't really have a good answer. It's no. all, it's about protecting Persephone. And Persephone points out, she's like, that really hurt me because I am so lonely in the mortal realm. And I thought we'd made this connection. And then I just, you know, when he completely disappeared and never said anything, she thought, I, I thought he found me so forgettable that he never talked to me again. So her mother actually did something that really, really hurt her. And it's not really moving Demeter much. Persephone asked her, you know, she said, I thought that he was going to come back to visit. Did you know that I thought that? And Demeter was like, uh, no, it never occurred to me. So, yeah. 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 I mean, it's been addressed before when Hermes was giving his testimony, the whole thing where he was bringing these encyclopedias and sort of buttering up Demeter and everything. He did it because she was so lonely and she just wanted friends. I mean, that's she's such a social creature. She really is. Oh, and last week they even mentioned, which had never been brought up before, the reason why she did the act of wrath. Because these humans were tearing up these flowers and killed these two nymphs, and she was the one who had created these nymphs. They were her friends, they were her family, they were her creation, and they were destroyed by these humans, and that's why she went crazy. And I remember Hades just being like, did nobody think to ask what did anybody else ask why this had happened and really nobody nobody cared yeah and it's it is really important to mention that because that's another thing that gods will do acts of wrath all the time is when humans break a treaty with the gods and there was apparently a treaty between Demeter and this human realm and they disregarded it because they wanted to expand their kingdom so yeah and I I haven't heard I don't think Zeus has responded to that yet that idea that it was kind of warranted in some way, or at least she shouldn't be punished at Prometheus levels for the fact that, you know, she took revenge on humans that were breaking the rules. Yeah, yeah. But the most important information that we got this week, it starts with Hephaestus is sitting in a room kind of next to the trial area, and he's like typing away on his computer and everything. And Apollo walks by and sees him. And he's like, oh, hey, how you doing? Hey, let's go get a drink or 
or something? And Hephaestus is like, no. And Apollo is sort of glaring at him, and the lights click on Apollo, and he's like, it was you. You hacked my phone. Why the hell did you hack my phone? And Hephaestus says, I don't know what you're talking about. And the whole time, you've got like the little tap-tap sound effects just kind of filling up the room, because Hephaestus is just typing and just not even looking up at Apollo and just completely ignoring him. He doesn't want to hear anything that Apollo has to say. Yeah, especially since Apollo is saying, has Persephone told you something? Did she say that I took advantage of her? She said, yes, she's only mad because she's going to lose her scholarship. And I'm like, typical. That is so typical of, as the commenters call him, ass Apollo. Yeah. And Hephaestus just stops and looks up at Apollo and stares him right in the face and says... I saw what I saw. And I liked yeah. that. That fact that it's not, he's not negotiating on this. He's not nope. going to consider another point of view. He knows what he saw. And Apollo trying to tell him that this was consensual. No, Hephaestus nope. is not going to be convinced of that. Nope. And then the best thing ever at the doorway, you hear a voice say, What are you talking about? And it's Hades. <laughs> And God, he looks like he's like three times as tall as the door frame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely, I mean, they get bigger when they get rageful and everything. But we jump way quick. And I forgot that they actually put the trial in hiatus until tomorrow. It wasn't like a two-hour, three-hour break or something. It was until the next day. And Persephone is at a hotel and she got some kind of like, I'm sure it's like a Greek treat that's usually orange flavored. It's Turkish delight. Oh, well, we know that. (laughs) We know from experience, a lot of people have talked about that. Like you hear about Turkish delight in the Narnia books and you think, oh, it's this amazing thing. It's kind of like saltwater taffy, I guess. Uh, it's kind of like gel, but flower flavored. Eh, yeah, no. Anyway, but she has some that she got on her way back from the trial. And she's like kind of, I don't know, babbling a little bit. And Hades comes in and he says, well, I have to ask you something. And she immediately starts getting nervous. And he sits her down. And he just, he's obviously very hesitant. And he doesn't want to invade her space. But he said, did, did Apollo hurt you? And that, oh my God, because she's sitting in this lovely robe and sitting on the bed. And of course, her hair got longer as she was talking with her mother about how upset she was. So her hair is pretty long right now, but her hair gets even longer. And she like grabs her robe and closes it in front of her really fast. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, she's obviously freaking out. She actually just keeps babbling about the damn candy. She's mm-hmm. just like, you know, most people expect it to be orange flavored and they get disappointed when it's lemon. But I think if they gave lemon a try, I mean, she's just, she doesn't even know what she's saying. He keeps asking her and she, it's not like, she doesn't say, I don't want to talk about this. She doesn't say anything like it's none of your business. She doesn't even acknowledge that he's asking the question. And he freaks out because he's like, I have messed this up. And she asks him, could you go and get me a soda, please? And he's like, what? And she said, I think there was a vending machine. He's like, could you could you just answer the question? And no, she's not, she's not even acknowledging again that he's asking a question. So he says, okay, I'm, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to upset you. I'll go out and get you soda. And he starts walking out and then... Persephone realizes what she's doing. Yeah, she says, I am driving somebody away to get me a soda that I don't even want, you know? And she realizes, she knows that what she's doing isn't healthy on a lot of levels. And she just asks the only thing you hear of the conversation that happens after that. She says, do you remember the night that you called me? 
And then we pull back out of the hotel room and we're looking in through the window and you see that the glass is starting to shatter. And the two of them are talking to each other and they get a little bit closer and a little bit closer. And you see at one point she's got her hands over her face. So she's obviously saying stuff and it's very upsetting. And you see the lights in the hallway are flickering. And you like see long down the hallway looking at the, the door to their hotel room. And you keep going back and forth between that and the window outside. And at one point, you pull away and you see the glass in the hotel windows is shattering all down the side of the building, like oh, in man. blue streaks going down the front of the hotel room. Oh, man. I mean, the fact that this is a two-dimensional comic and you can just see everything that's happening, she does such a good job with like the progression of time. And I think it was a lovely choice to have her tell him the story, and we're not hearing those words, but we know what she's telling him. Yeah. And the last thing you see is a shot of the hallway and then this blue eye and I was worried for a second and a whole bunch of other people are worried too a lot of people are like is that Kronos is that Hades's dad like down in Tartarus breaking freight but a bunch of people said that Kronos's eyes are more white or yellow and that this was blue this was Hades blue so this might be Hades about to go to town on Apollo Man, I cannot even imagine. I mean, I can't I'm wait. so. I know a whole week. I have all these people in the comments who are like, must not do the fast pass, must not do the fast pass, because there's people like us. They know that it's like, it would be fun for a second to read three episodes all at once, but then you're going to be stuck in the same position that you are now. So, no, 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 just no, gotta no. wait. <gasps> Man. Yeah, but go read the comments on that. Everybody's just like, oh, it's on now. Oh, God. <laughs> yes, now, now he gets to protect his wife. Oh, my goodness. We've been waiting. I have been waiting for that for so long. I mean, yeah. I want to see... I want to see Demeter realize that she needs to let her daughter live her own friggin' life. Um, and I want to see what the hell happened with Daphne. Is that going to get fixed, you know, and Thanatos and all that kind of stuff? But more than anything else, I'm like, I just want Hades to find out about Apollo. And I think now he has. <laughs> oh, my and God. I, the only thing I'm worried about with this is that I'm worried about how much sway Apollo has in the court of yeah. public opinion. Because he's yeah. apparently a really popular god. So I don't know if he's going to like try to use this to be one more argument that Persephone is just manipulating Hades by making up stuff now. Yeah, I know. And that whole like, she said yes and everything. I mean, he doesn't, I don't think he, it's not so much he's trying to cover up what he did. I'm sure he doesn't believe what he did was bad. Yeah. You know? He's totally convinced. And some people do that. Some That's a thing that they talk about getting, getting consent before you have sex with someone. I, a lot of people don't like to think that you do have to ask several times and you have to take the context of the situation and what's going on because I, honestly, I mean, I know it sucks, but sometimes when someone said yes, that's maybe not entirely consent. you got to figure out what the situation is. That and I went back and reread uh, the issue where it happened at one point. And one of the things that went through her head is I don't want him to hurt me. So yeah. there was all sorts of things going on. She was unsure. There was a strange man just showed up in her bed late at night uh, trying to tell her that she wanted something and that he wasn't going to take no for an answer. She was scared. She also had this whole thing going on where she was starting to realize that she had feelings, romantic feelings for Hades, and that here was some way of escaping this idea of the goddesses of eternal maidenhood. So, right, yeah, right. he took he took advantage in every sense of the word. And I yeah. really did like how 
Hephaestus. It just by the fact that Hephaestus obviously seems to be neurotypical in some way, maybe a little yeah. bit autistic, I don't know, but he's not going to be swayed by the other arguments. He saw yeah. the pictures, he knows that she was terrified and that Apollo did that. So he's not going to be interested in any idea about, oh, she's just going back on what she really wanted. No, no, he's he's not going to entertain that. I mean, we've got him on her side. We've got Hermes on her side. Um, uh, Hera is definitely on her side. Um, it's what in the world? That's the other thing we need to find out. What's Artemis going to say about all this? Yeah, because Artemis was appalled that Thanatos broke into her house in order to steal that ledger from Persephone's room. She's not going to be okay with the idea that Apollo snuck into Persephone's room when she was out working, that he waited yeah. until his sister was out of the house before he did that. And she did promise to keep Persephone safe, and obviously she didn't. And mm-hmm. she knows something's going on. We haven't seen her sitting beside Apollo this whole time. So she's still mad at him, I assume. Has Have we seen her sitting at all next to Leto in any of the trial stuff? I don't think Leto's allowed there. She's still not allowed in uh, Olympus. But we did yeah. see... Uh, we did see Artemis talk with Apollo at one point, and Apollo's wearing this like big uniform sort of thing, and she wasn't quite sure why he was wearing that. He's obviously trying to make himself look like a big person, but I mean, he he brushed off her concerns at one point. He said, "I'm just trying to make a better life for you and me and Mom." And he walks away, and Artemis is like, "But I thought our lives were okay." So yeah. she didn't have any complaints. So. Nope, nope. Oh man, I can't believe we've got to wait another week to see what happens. A whole week. Oh my god. This is a good episode. It was definitely a good episode. And the graphic novel's out now, isn't it? The first, I think it is, and I, oh. have, I haven't bought it yet. I need to put money down on it. We're doing, like, I don't know, everything with the stuff that's been happening and everything is kind of thrown. Like, you make plans, and then stuff happens and everything. But, man, I think I need to buy that book. Okay. That or, that or we put it on our Christmas list or something. I don't know. Yeah, there we go. We've done that before, where each of us have gotten the other one, <laughs> the thing. Though I, I can't think of the example, but I know it's happened. Oh, my God. I'm still kind of, like, amazed about that um, Dragonfall Drawing Challenge Day, uh, Bonfire Night. Oh, my God. That was crazy. <laughs> we each, you know, what we do is, you know, you try and figure out in your head, okay, for my daily, here's the prompt, Here, I got to do the drawing, what's it going to be? And then once you kind of figure it out, you go looking for reference photos, because I have so much respect for people who can draw like human figures and landscapes without just drawing it straight from their head, because I have to have something that I can be like, okay, so that's kind of what a tree looks like, and this is how someone's hands look like. Um, we grabbed the same reference photo. <laughs> the same photo of a bonfire. I mean, mm. unbelievable. Yeah, Catherine showed me. She's like, oh, yeah, here's the reference photo you used, and I smacked her in the arm. That's the one that I used. (laughs) Well, tomorrow the prompt is owl, and I am very curious to see if you and I both use the same picture of an owl from Google image search. I, you know, I'll be honest right now. Do you remember Doodle of Boredom? Yes. Yeah, long time ago. Oh, yeah. And I think she posts every once in a while. But if you look Doodle of Boredom up on Twitter, you'll find her stuff. And she has like these owl griffins that she Mm -hmm. does. Because like a griffin is supposed to have like an eagle's head or a hawk's head and everything. She does them with an owl's head. And they're really very appealing. And so I've been just kind of like, 
Hmm, an owl dragon? I don't know. I haven't decided. I was definitely thinking it was going to be some kind of hybrid between owl and dragon, but I'm just like, yeah. there. you could do an image search under owl, and I bet you you and I spot something almost identical when we do that wouldn't this time. Wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah, if uh, go to Instagram, and you can look up Fandragon Adams on Instagram, and that's Catherine's, and then I'm at L-L-Y-Z-A-B-E-T-H. Yes, it's Elizabeth spelled really weird. But yeah, go check it out, and you know, we're halfway through the month, more than halfway through the month, but you can always join in any time. We don't insist that everybody has to do every single day. Do what you think is fun. It's fine. Yeah, the main thing is for it to be fun. If it becomes yeah. a chore, then no. no. Yeah, that's the main thing. I mean, I think once you just tell yourself that you're required to do something, it becomes, you know, if it's an obligation, it's not as fun. Eh, do one of the prompts. Do a couple of the prompts. Who cares? It's fine. The only thing I wanted to mention is that while I was on the plane this last uh, couple weeks, I was watching the Anthony Bourdain documentary Roadrunner, mm-hmm. and I watched it on the plane, but of course the sound is not always great, and the visual is such a small little screen. But I went home and I actually rented it and I watched it all the way through again. And if you never watched much of Anthony Bourdain, I don't know how much it'll reach you. But if you're somebody like me, I mean, this was 12 seasons of Parts Unknown. And I've maybe watched half, maybe. But it's just, it's crazy watching this documentary because a lot of it's using archive footage that wasn't used in the episodes, you know, stuff like outtakes and things like that. It's like seeing him again, and it's not a happy story, but they make that pretty clear in the beginning. But I just, I really have enjoyed watching it, and I encourage people because between you and me, it's going to end up on the Oscar documentary nomination. I am, I'm just going to go ahead and say that right there. They're going to put it because it's, I think it's incredibly well done. And the only thing I wanted to mention is that when we were visiting Elizabeth in California, Elizabeth pulled up the first episode of Rick and Morty, which I had never seen even a little bit of that show before. So when we were flying, because Elizabeth and I managed to get flights um, when we went down to Florida on the same plane, which I can't remember when the last time was that that happened, but we queued up, it was Delta, so we queued up uh, a couple of uh, fifth season episodes of Rick and Morty to watch. That show is just relentlessly messed up. It's It's just so messed up. Oh oh my my God. We were talking with some of um, Nathan's relatives and one of them mentioned, who's like, what was he, like 12, 12 year old kid? at, At most Oh, how did he describe Rick and Morty? <laughs> he said violent and inappropriate. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I think we freaked out the poor gentleman sitting next to us because he was just like wanting to know, um, is this like a, a contest or a game? And we're like, nope, it's a cartoon. It's really violent. Yeah. And he said, yeah, yeah. it is really violent. <laughs> I mean, uh, Mortiplicity was one of the episodes we watched. Yeah, a lot of people get killed. Like, I mean, over and over and over again. Oh, my it's God. Crazy. Yeah. He even asked about how old our kids were. And we're like, oh, we don't have kids. We just like watching cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I Because I've not seen, I have probably haven't even seen a quarter of the Rick and Morty episodes, but they've had them on the plane. This last couple times that I've flown, they have episodes that I've never seen before. It's been glorious. I mean, this is like 25 minutes an episode, fastest 20 minutes you'll spend on a plane ever. Really? Oh, man. my God, Yes. Man alive. But yeah, that's highly recommended. (laughs) Just be careful. It's messed up. It's really messed up. But I guess that's going to wrap us up for the week. So make sure to check out pixelatedgeek.com for all the book reviews, the movie reviews, the comic book reviews, the fan art galleries. We finally put up a fan art gallery last week. Yay! Very nice pictures. I love all that Lost Light stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, God... So much talent on Twitter. And I, I found out how to embed tweets into WordPress. 
I haven't figured out how to do that for Instagram yet, but it's so easy with Twitter. So yeah, it's mostly you'll be able to go back and find the artists, find more of their stuff. Really, really good stuff. If you're like if you're like us and you're desperate for G1 Transformers content that makes you happy, this is a good way to do it. Mm-hmm, definitely. But all that and more, pixelatedgeek.com. So we might actually have a Night Vale episode next week. Cause we I think like so. Because we're like seven days behind this time. So. Yep, because uh, of the traveling. So Yep. And obviously we'll have more Laura Olympus because stuff is starting to happen. I hope they don't cut away to a different story. You know, oh, I'm just God, like, no. Oh, please, oh, no. no. Don't drag no. this out. We got to see no. Hades' reaction here. We really do. But uh, one way or the other, we will talk to everybody in one week. Talk to you all later. Hang on, just a second. Why are you such a pest? Yes. Yes. Out.